You are now listening to the fourth Busting the Pack podcast. From the opening centre bounce, like Brody Grundy's deft ruck work, unleashing a rampaging Jordan Degoe on the burst, with the goals in sight, we want this production to be a platform for all members of the WA Magpies Supporters Club and passionate Collingwood Football Club fans in general. This is the place to share your personal black and white army stories. So, whether you are a local Perth supporter, have just started out, or have loyally barracked for the Mighty Pies all your life, we want you to feel a sense of ownership in the podcast and welcome any contributions and suggestions by emailing bustingthepack at gmail.com. Each Busting the Pack episode is released via the WA Magpies Facebook and web pages Wednesday afternoon at 5pm. Deadline for submissions is each Monday at 5pm. In this week's episode, I sit down and have a chat with one of the WA Magpies committee members. I'll take you back to the 2004 Anzac Day match in the lead-up to this Sunday's blockbuster between Collingwood and Essendon at the Melbourne Cricket Ground and entry details for a best story competition kindly sponsored by Jim's Pool Care. Beep, 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 beep. And in news just a hand, a big congratulations to AFLW Pies co-captain Brianna Davey for winning this season's Australian Football League Players Association Most Valuable Player Award and who has just been announced as captain of the women's all-Australian team. Well done! Go Pies! Taking five with a Collingwood guest identity. This week I am sitting down for a chat with a passionate Collingwood supporter, is a committee member for the WA Magpies and has become famous for her running around the pub and giving out high fives each time the Magpies kick a goal. Welcome to the Busting the Pack podcast, Jackie Breezley. Hi Jason. Hey Jackie. Thanks for sitting down with me today. I'm really interested in exploring the story idea of the high-fiving crowd ritual after each Collingwood goal. Can you tell me what venue that first took place in? The venue that it actually would have first taken place in is way back at Victoria Park or the MCG back in the day before I even moved to Perth. Um, 
I used to go to the games with my bestie and uh, a, a bit of a group of us and, and yeah, I used to high-five the group. So that was a long time ago. So why did you do that lap of honour for the first time around that so high-fiving? The, the, the whole going around the whole bar thing. Um, that that kind of happened, I don't know, maybe three, four, five years ago now. And and I think it's because, um, you know, I'd give people um, on the table that I was sitting on a high five and then, what about me? <laughs> what about me? So then I'm just like, right, that's it. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately then COVID came in into the picture so so now uh, we do virtual high fives and a bit of a Collingwood clap slash chant. Yeah I was going to get to that obviously um, there's been a before Covid and after Covid in terms of how you're able to now uh, celebrate but I mean me personally that's one of the things that still sticks in my head from the first um, time, I guess I even like bumped into the Hyde Park, not even knowing where the where the uh, WA Magpies home supporter base was. I know there's ones been previously, which I'll get to um, in a minute, but that's just one of those things that I guess has sort of taken on a life of its own until obviously COVID. Yeah. Um, so how do you now celebrate the ritual? Yeah, well, the restrictions. yeah, it's um, a virtual high five uh, <laughs> from the stage. Um, and that idea actually started um, one particular day. Collingwood booted X amount of goals while I was trying to eat my palmy. So um, there was a couple of times there where I just got up and did the virtual high five. And now that COVID's hit, um, I've taken that um, on board, but we've also added a bit of a clap or a chant because, you know, they uh, need all the support they can get this year, the boys. And I guess that was in a more positive um, time when Collingwood were kicking That's quite, exactly right. quite regular That's goals. That's exactly um, right. <laughs> hasn't really been the case this exactly year so far. Right. Um, so how do you feel about not being able to do that run around or you're okay now because you can eat your chicken palmy and <laughs> um, do it from the, well, from the, the comfort of your seat. The, so the idea is that I still wouldn't be able to eat my chicken palmy. I'd just have to get up from my seat <laughs> all the time. But um, sadly, that's not happening this year. Um, and look, I guess it's like anything else. We've all had to adjust to, you know, Zoom meetings and, and all the rest of it. It's just another adjustment that, yeah, that hopefully sure. um, hopefully won't be in place forever. 75% um, mm. capacity um, at the G on Sunday. So we're slowly making strides in, in the right direction. So hopefully it won't be forever. So it's fair to say you'll be at the game on Sunday? Subject to getting a ticket, which I forgot to do this morning, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, not forgot. I, been in meetings and stuff. So, anyway. Yeah, so I have just one more question um, gen in general. Um, so prior to the Hyde Park Hotel, which um, mm. as regular listeners, listeners yep. would know um, is where we are, hang out now yep. for the last few years. So uh, 
What other venues have you been in attendance at for the WA Magpies as their home supporter base? So, the Inglewood um, is definitely one. The Hyde Park, way back when. Um, and then, there was a, oh, um, is it called the Mighty Quinn? Um, near the Charles Hotel. Um, we were there um, around about 2007-ish, I think, when we lost the prelim. Oh, I actually do recall the Mighty Quinn because yes. they, they had a, I watched a couple of games there, but again, I only didn't really know yet that's the time when I was watching there, but I guess the, um, the only thing I remember was the, uh, the sound quality there wasn't great. Great, yeah. <laughs> so. so, and then now we're, we're back at the Heidi, so. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously you've been a, um, a Doug Ray Magpies committee member. How long have you been a member for? A Collingwood member? In terms of being on the committee? Oh, in terms of being on the committee. Um, Doing the important Actually, stuff. I do remember there's a story about that too. Okay. Believe it or not. Tell me that story. That was, committee membership was my 14th, 14th, I wish. Committee membership was my 40th birthday present from Steve Day. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, and <laughs> so it's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be rude to ask what your age is, so I'm not going to do that. Um, so, yeah, just finally, is there anything else you would like to tell the Bust in the Pack audience about yourself before I close the interview? Oh, I think, you know, um, just keep getting down to the hardy and supporting the boys. Um, and, yeah, I think... Um, there's got to be a few changes in store, but yeah, keep keep supporting them. Don't don't give up on them. It's early in the season. It is early in the season, indeed, and uh, a lot of water to go under the bridge yet. So, but Great suffice to say, we're going to have to really um, not let this one slip because oh, this the, is the amount of pressure that will be on Nathan Buckley if we are. Uh, <laughs> One and what? Five. Five, yeah. I think, look, we're going to have to make a minimum of three changes with um, Keane, Howie and also Elliot. Uh, and we know that Marchek had an AC stinger as well. Yeah. I think it's an opportunity. I think they've just got to bite the bullet and bring in the kids. Yeah, fair call. And uh, I guess we'll see how it pans out Sunday when you'll be there live shouting your lungs out and um, thanks for your time Jackie. No worries Jason, nice to talk to you. You had to be there. If I had a dollar every time I have been asked why do you barrack for Collingwood? I would be a rich man. The story of how I became one of the most loyal passionate and one-eyed members of the Black and White Army in Perth began with my dad. As the door chime to his house plays the melody to Good old Collingwood forever, it comes as no surprise that he wore out the VHS cassette copy of the 1990 Premiership. At the time, the first flag in 32 years. 
as big as the grand final is for all Australian rules fanatics, you can't go past the traditional annual blockbuster of the Anzac Day match at the Melbourne Cricket Ground on April 25, when you are a mad Magpies fan taking on the Essendon Bombers. Whilst to this day I plan to take my dad to the MCG in the future, a mate and myself in 2004 were fortunate on the strength of a spur-of-the-moment idea to find a classified in a newspaper from a 7-Eleven convenience store. The advertisement simply read, Top seats! Below cost! And a mobile phone number. The easy part of the exercise was expressing our interest in two tickets at $40 apiece. The difficult part was the logistical adventure in locating the ticket holder in an eastern state city I had never visited before. Who knew that Melbourne was such a sprawling concrete jungle in comparison to sleepy little Perth and its CBD you could throw a blanket over? Our rendezvous point to collect the tickets according to the seller, was near a hotel that was near the ground. Now, mine and his definition of near appeared to be at polar opposites. Dressed in Collingwood apparel, I cut a strange figure running at breakneck speed away from where the crowd was converging towards. So much so, I could hear good-natured football followers yelling out, you're going the wrong way! To which I retorted, I am trying to meet someone who has the tickets! As their voices faded into the distance, I heard the first siren to commence official proceedings at the ground. When we eventually met our saviour, he made it clear in no uncertain terms about not being happy being messed around to conduct the sale. He had a point. Given that the face value of each ticket was $32.20 and he sold them to us for $40, that has got to be one of the smallest markups in scalping history. That's why I call him a saviour and not the aforementioned derogatory case rested on four words. We are from Perth! This was the stuff that childhood dreams are made of. And my dream had come true. Anzac Day at the MCG for the first time. Catching my breath as we took our seats, I had to pinch myself. I was in this privileged position. Second tier on the wing, section H2, row FF, seat 1 to be precise. On the ticket, I still have. For the princely sum of $40. I think of the official proceedings as a live mini-series of five profound first-time events. The lest we forget ode, age shall not weary them. The last post, resonating around the Colosseum from our lone soldier's bugle. Two minutes silence. 
a mark of respect to the fallen who served Australia by sacrificing their lives for our freedom. The playing of the national anthem. Goosebumps prick my skin and my subconscious as I stand to attention with a hand held proudly to my heart. And finally, the roar of the crowd as the siren blares for the first bounce. Sitting behind us were a throng of Essendon supporters, all kitted out in the latest supporter apparel. Myself, on the other hand, was a target of friendly banter. This concerned the state of my Collingwood kit. Little did they know what had been woven into the following two items of memorabilia. Firstly, a highly outdated pre-season Guernsey, circa 1996-97, with a menacing magpie spreading its wings on the front, and on the back, their major sponsor at the time, Spice's Paper? I used to wear this to football training in my final comeback before hanging up the boots for good. The black stripes on the Guernsey are more of a faded brown, such has been its longevity. Secondly, another faded brown piece of kit, this being a headband that lists all the 14 premierships, now 15, that have been won by Collingwood since inception as a VFL team in 1892. Sadly, I lost the headband after some over-the-top celebrations when we defeated the Eagles in 2007 in extra time. But not before the futile and deluded attempt of thinking someone might be trying to sell it for a pretty penny on eBay. Down by 13 points at half time, by the time we had found our seats after taking a leisurely stroll through the ground, we had missed the boys kick the first three goals of the third quarter. But no one could have missed what followed shortly when Alan Didak took an absolute screamer in the golf square using Essendon player Andrew Welsh as a stepladder. My unashamed man crush was up so high on Welsh's shoulders he probably got a nosebleed from the high altitude. Didak! I exclaimed at the top of my lungs. He calmly slotted the goal from point-blank range and gave the magpies faithful hope. The story of our black and white lives. Ultimately, hopes were dashed, and my maiden voyage to the G did not quite go to script, with Essendon, 17 goals, 10 behinds, 112, prevailing over Collingwood, 11 goals, 13 behinds, 79. The victorious Essendon supporters were a tad bemused while I was still at the ground and hadn't made a hasty retreat to the exits, who obviously don't share my passion, to which I proudly replied, I came all the way from Perth. This is my first time at the MCG and I support the Mighty Pies to the final siren, win, lose or draw. I had earned their respect. They said I was alright, but I should invest in some up-to-date apparel. Ah, humbug. To reiterate, little did they know the priceless stories that were woven into that Collingwood Guernsey and headband memorabilia.
Are you having trouble getting that sparkle back into your pool? Jim's Pool Care can help out with any pool problem. With just one call, Jim's Pool Care mobile pool shops will respond to any pool equipment problems. We can repair or replace all leading brands of pool equipment, such as pumps, chlorinators or automatic pool cleaners. So if you're thinking pools, think Jim's. Call 131546. Or Google Jim's Pool Care and book online. Eyes on the prize. Special thanks to Jim's Pool Care for kindly donating $50 gift vouchers, which are also valid for any of Jim's services. Now you have a feel for what the podcast is about, we are looking for your fondest memory as a Collingwood supporter. We want to hear your personal experiences as a passionate fan. Be creative, engaging, interesting, and keep your entry to 100 words or less. The winner will not only get a $50 gift voucher, they will also have their story reenacted in the You Had to Be There segment. In next week's show, I chat to Connor Delves from the New York Magpies for the first time. Who used to live in Perth? Thanks for listening. Go Pies!